Welcome back to the Corruption of Child Protective Services. I am your host, David Shore. You know, when you hear about people abusing, sexually abusing children, you know, you always hear about the guy, oh, he was such a nice guy. At 247sports.com, they have a list But this list is one you probably did not hear of before. It's a list of politicians who've committed child sexual abuse. This is from September 2nd of last year. Now, let's get ready, ladies and gentlemen. Because when you hear some of these names, some of you may actually know who these people are. And others, you're probably scratching your head like, who? So, let's go on down the list, shall we? Democratic California Congressman Tony Cardenas is being sued in L.A. County for allegedly sexually abusing a 16-year-old girl. Democratic aide to Senator Barbara Boxer, Jeff Ros- Rosanto, pled guilty to charges of trading in child pornography. Democratic Alaskan State Representative Dean Westlake resigned from his seat after the media published a report alleging he fathered a child with a 16-year-old girl when he was 28. Democratic New Jersey State Assemblyman Neil Cohen was convicted of possession and distribution of child pornography. Ladies and gentlemen, that's just on the Democratic side. Here's where it gets interesting. That's what EER Sports writes here. So, let's see. Republican Tim Nolan, chairman of Donald Trump's presidential campaign in Kentucky, pled guilty to child sex trafficking, and on February 11, 2018, he was sentenced to serve 20 years in prison. So, if he does the full 20, he's not getting out until 2038. Even if he does the 85%, he's probably not going to be seeing the day of light until at least 2030. But my math might be off on that. Republican State Senator Ralph Short Shorty, S-H-O-R-T-E-Y, was indicted on four counts of human trafficking and child pornography in November 2017. He pleaded guilty to one count of child sex trafficking in exchange for the dropping of the other charges. So, in other words, the child sex trafficking he'll take, but the child pornography he want. Well, it all depends on how many pictures he had on there, because I hear each picture is like 10 years. Republican anti-abortion activist Howard Scott Heldreth is a convicted child rapist in Florida. Hey, isn't that real nice? Hey, you might be convicted of something like that, but hey, you can still run for political office. No wonder a lot of them in there are screaming at the top of their lungs for stricter uh, sex offender laws. Because they know they won't be convicted of it. Republican County Commissioner David Schwartz pleaded guilty to molesting two girls under the age of 11 and was sentenced to eight years in prison. 
Yes, folks. He pled guilty to molesting two girls under the age of 11, and he was only sentenced to eight years in prison. I'm just re- reading what they're saying. Republican judge. <laughs> I'm going to repeat that again for those that probably say, did he say that right? Republican judge Mark Pazuhanich pleaded no contest to fondling a 10-year-old girl and was sentenced to 10 years probation. Yes, he was sentenced to 10 years probation for fondling a 10-year-old girl. Boy, money gets you everywhere, huh? Republican anti-abortion activist Nicholas Morenci pleaded guilty to possessing child pornography on his computer and offering a bounty to anybody who murders an abortion doctor. I'll let you... uh... Anyhow, I gotta go on. Republican legislator Edison Misla Aldarondo was sentenced to 10 years in prison for raping his daughter between the ages of 9 and 17. Yes, 10 years in prison. So between 9 and 17, he had raped his own daughter numerous times. Let's see. Republican mayor. Oh, yeah. Philip Giordano is serving a 37-year sentence in federal prison for sexually abusing 8- and 10-year-old girls. Republican campaign consultant Tom Shortridge was sentenced to three years probation for taking nude photographs of a 15-year-old girl. Three years. Could you imagine if he had participated? Republican Senator Strom Thurmond, a notable racist, had sex with a 15-year-old black girl, which produced a child. Yeah, holier than thou. Republican pastor, I'm going to repeat that again. Republican pastor Mike Hintz, H-I-N-T-Z, whom George W. Bush commended during the 2004 presidential campaign, surrendered to police after admitting to a sexual affair with a female juvenile. Let's see. Republican legislator Peter Dibble pleaded no contest to having an inappropriate relationship with a 13-year-old girl. And these are the people that CPS says, hey, they're doing a great job. Republican Congressman Donald Buzz Lukens was found guilty of having sex with a female minor and sentenced to one month in jail. Let me repeat that again. So you did hear it right. Republican Congressman Donald Buzz Lukens was found guilty of having sex with a female minor and sentenced to one month in jail. Anyone else find that kind of convenient? 
then again, he's a Republican congressman, so he probably has connections with the Department of Justice. I wonder what favors he promised that judge and that prosecutor in exchange for that one month in jail. And I bet he probably didn't spend... But the only time he spent in there is going in, getting fingerprinted and all, getting his picture taken, sign a few autographs, and then walk right back out. Because, let's fake it, folks, ladies and gentlemen. If it's any one of us, you know what would happen. You know CPS would have dragged us through the coals. But hey, this is a senator, this is a congressman. They are above the law. Since when? I thought it was innocent until proven guilty. Not guilty until you prove your innocence. Unless, of course, you got money. Can kind of notice that celebrities will get in trouble with CPS, but they usually can either keep their children or have a family member keep them. How about uh, politicians? Well, so far, the only one I've heard is Anthony Weiner. Well, there are others, which, as my research continues, I will find them. Trust me, I'm going to be digging this stuff up. I mean, Joe Biden through the uh, this 2020 election, he was accused of being a child molester. They showed a few pictures, and if you've seen the pictures, I'll let you be the judge of it. I really don't know. All I do know is if if the accusations are true, then we have to start questioning all of our politicians. It doesn't matter if it's Joe Biden, if it's Donald Trump, if it's Mitch McConnell, if it's Senator Schumer, whoever, even Barack Obama. We have to start asking the important questions. And I'm saying to CNN, MSNBC and all, if this is true, then I ask CPS this question. How come you don't investigate them? How come you don't investigate the politicians? How come you don't investigate their families? Answer, because it's political suicide. Because I bet they got accusations in it as soon, as soon as it's found out from their supervisor. They're, to- they're probably told, you know, back off. And if they don't back off, your services are no longer required. Then all of a sudden, accusations come after that person. So in other words, they can't do their job. They can only do their job if it's someone other than a politician or a wealthy person. When we come back, I'm going to continue on this list. And you're, you're going to hear of some that's one is a fundraiser. We'll be back. And we are back. You know, it appears that more Republicans and Democrats are actually guilty of this. But make no mistake. See, I'm not going to take either side. What I will say is the ones you don't hear about, you should ask yourself, are they innocent or guilty of this? 
when they go to some of these third world countries, like Thailand or the Middle East, where sex trafficking is prevalent. I mean, are they partaking in having sex with underage children? And if CPS knows about this, if CPS knows about Jeffrey Epstein's list, his notebook of notable people, politicians, and all, how come they are not investigating that? How come they're not investigating the people like Bill Clinton? Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates. Then again, if you said because they have money, you would be right. How about Republican fundraiser Richard A. Delgadillo was found guilty of child porn charges and paying two teenage girls to pose for sexual photos? What is wrong with these people? Republican activist Mark A. Grethen convicted on six counts of sex crimes involving children. Republican activist Randall David and Kenny, A-N-K-E-N-E-Y, pleaded guilty to attempted sexual assault on a child. Republican Congressman Dan Crane had sex with a female minor working as a congressional page. Republican activist and Christian coalition leader Beverly Russell admitted to an incestuous relationship with his stepdaughter. Yes, I'm, I'm going to repeat that name again. Beverly Russell. It said, with his stepdaughter. Some people have names that you hear the name Beverly, you're not thinking man, you're thinking woman. Well, what was his parents thinking? Republican congressman and anti-gay activist Robert Bauman was charged with having sex with a 16-year-old boy he picked up at a gay bar. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I will repeat that. Republican congressman and anti-gay activist Robert Bauman was charged with having sex with a 16-year-old boy he picked up at a gay bar. Okay, what was the 16-year-old boy doing in a gay bar anyhow? I thought you had at least be 21 to enter. Obviously, he, uh, well, guess he's having a lot more fun now. Behind bars, I bet he's the bell of the ball. Republican committee, oh no. Folks, I'm going to say this, and if you die laughing, I don't blame you. Republican committee chairman, Jeffrey Patti, P-A-T-T-I, was arrested for dis- distributing a video clip of a five-year-old girl being raped. Remember, this is a Republican committee chairman. You know, me- you know morality and all that. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, 
and it wasn't bad enough videotaping a five-year-old, but video clip of a five-year-old girl being raped. Anyone else think that he should be drawn, quartered, and beaten within an inch of his life? Okay, it says this looks like the work of a domestic terrorist or a right-wing nut job. Look how many Republicans are involved. And that is true. Child sex abuse and trafficking is a very real and serious issue. Much of what revolves around the whole QAnon conspiracy, Q-A-N-O-N conspiracy, deals with this very subject. You see, folks, these are the same people that protect CPS. These are the very same people that pat them on the back. What about politicians like uh, Eric Holcomb? Um, you know, you can name Republican uh, leaders. How about uh, re- Republican leaders in states like Ohio? In... Kentucky, Mitch McConnell. What about him, who just became the minority leader? I mean, I just gave you that list, and that was from September of last year. How many others are guilty of doing the exact same thing? But it's covered up until these kids are old enough they move away, they escape those homes. But CPS doesn't do anything. Oh, we can't do anything to these politicians, especially the Republicans, or especially the Democrats, or especially the Mitch McConnells, or the Eric Holcombs. I wonder how many people on their payroll, like Eric Holcomb's payroll, do these exact same things. Do they know about it? I mean, look at the list. You heard the long list. You heard of what these people do. Is it any wonder that the laws haven't changed? Is it any wonder that CPS is as big as they are? And that's just in the United States. Imagine if it came out that Prince Charles had molested children. Wow. Or any male member of the family. Or any female member of the family. How would the world look at it? Make no mistake. I'm going to continue doing this. I am going to continue bringing this information to you. I'm going to let you decide for yourself. Look at the current condition of the country. Of the world. We have COVID-19. And I will tell you, it is amazing. CBS using COVID to take children. The government stating, governments like the United Kingdom and Canada stating that you, um, if you don't take the vaccine, you will not get anything. You won't get any services. You won't be able to go anywhere. You won't be able to do anything. Not even have a job. And I bet CPS will step right in and say, well, since you uh, 
didn't get vaccinated and since you're not vaccinating your children that's exigent circumstances and we're going to take your children think that will not happen folks they probably already have it written in I mean the time to rise up is now the time to fight fight back they come to your door I know you people no individuals in Canada and United Kingdom you may not have firearms but you got things you can fight with you can use the law I I've been hearing you guys in the United Kingdom and I am very proud of you asking about a warrant that you're not taking exigent circumstances you're not listening to that you're going oh no 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 not exigent circumstances that's not going to fly I even heard a couple people say that ain't going to fly And the CPS agents are just fit to be tied. I never heard. I mean, the police officers are just sitting back. Uh, and I know you officers, if you're listening, you're probably trying not to laugh at the CPS agent that the people actually know the law better than they do. <laughs> so when we come back, I'm going to be continuing on with this train of thought. This is 2021. Like I said, this is the year CPS is destroyed. I'm not giving up. I'm not stopping. I have an appointment on Monday with law enforcement again. They need to talk to me again. So, I'll come back and I'll tell you how that went if I do come back on Monday. I just need to get this out. We'll be back. And we are back. Now, from nbcnews.com from December 19, 2017. The title of it is Here's a list of political figures accused of sexual misconduct. Now, this is by Dan Corey, C O R E Y. Now, in, it says in recent months alone, at least 29 powerful men in entertainment, business, and the news media have been publicly condemned for their alleged sexual misconduct and many have lost their jobs as a result. The backlash and national conversation have spurred a chorus of voices joining the hashtag MeToo movement. That focus has lately turned to national politics. Okay, let's get on this list, shall we? Representative Bobby Scott. Representative Bobby Scott, Democrat, from Virginia participates in the House Democrats news conference on health care reform in the Capitol on July 20th, 2017. Now, a former legislative aide to Rep Representative Bobby Scott, Democrat Virginia, accused him of sexual misconduct and claimed that he fired her after she dismissed his alleged advances. Mashiri Reese Everson 
who goes by Reese, said at a press conference on December 15th of 2017 that Scott inappropriate touched her during two separate incidences in 2013. Everson said Scott's alleged misconduct occurred when she was a Congressional Black Caucus Foundation fellow working in his office. She said she was touched inappropriately by the congressman on her back and knee on two separate occasions, also alleged that he once invited her to accompany him to an event in California. Everson claimed that she was wrongfully terminated after she rebuffed the lawmaker's alleged advances. Of course, Scott strongly denied his former aide's allegations in a statement later that day. Quote, I have never sexually harassed anyone in my 25 years of service in the United States Congress or in my 40 years of public service or at any other time, he said. Sexual harassment and assault are serious issues deserving of critical attention and review. No one should be subjected to sexual harassment or be treated unfairly. Yet, how many of us go through the exact same thing? How many of us get accused of these things by CPS? But once again, he has money. We do not. He is on the inside. We're on the outside. And so we are pretty much fucked with a big green weenie. As you know, um, don't pull punches. Representative Tent Franks. Number of accusers, at least three. Oh, boy. Uh, Guess what? Representative Trent Franks, Republican from Arizona, abruptly resigned from Congress on December 8, 2017, after Speaker Paul Ryan confronted him about the allegations And as the House Ethics Committee announced it was investigating potential incidents of sexual misconduct. Wow! So in other words, they actually did do something. The committee said it was planning to investigate if Franks, quote, engaged in conduct that constitutes sexual harassment and or retaliation for opposing sexual harassment, unquote. He originally said he would step down in January, but resigned on December 8th, saying in a statement that his wife had been admitted to the hospital the night before. Quote, after discussing options with my family, we came to the conclusion that the best thing for our family now would be for me to tender my previous resignation effective today, December 8th, 2017, Franks wrote. The eight-term Arizona lawmaker said in a statement on December 7th that he made two women in his office feel uncomfortable by discussing his interest in finding a surrogate mother. His wife had struggled with infertility, Frank said. Uh, Isn't that like the old saying, hey, you want to come up to my apartment to see my etchings? Quote, I have recently learned that the ethics committee is reviewing an inquiry regarding my discussion of surrogacy with two previous female subordinates, making each feel uncomfortable, unquote, Franks said in a statement. Quote, I deeply regret that my discussion of this 
option and process in the workplace caused stress. Unquote. The following day, a former aide to Franks told the Associated Press that the congressman repeatedly pressed her to carry his child, at one point offering her $5 million to do so. Didn't Woody Harrelson uh, play in a movie like that? With uh, Demi Moore, if I remember. The former aide said Franks asked her at least four times if she would be willing to act as a surrogate mother to his child in exchange for a payment. Um, they call that prostitution. Yes, obviously he's used to that. The AP verified the staffer's identity and confirmed that she worked in Frank's office. The AP said she, she requested anonymity out of concern for her privacy. Ah, Representative Ruben Kihuen, K-I-H-U-E-N. There's only one accuser in this. The top House Democrat called on fellow Democrat Republican Representative Ruben Kihuen of Nevada to resign after a former aide accused him of repeatedly making sexual overtures to her during his 2016 campaign. The woman who accused Kiyuan, identified only as 25-year-old Samantha, told BuzzFeed News that the lawmaker continued to proposition her with dates and sex after she rejected him. Rejected them, sorry. She also said Kiyuan touched her thighs twice without her consent. Kiyuan 37 said he did not recall his alleged actions toward the aide, whom he described as a valued member of his campaign. The congressman is a former Nevada state legislator and was sworn in as the first Latino to represent Nevada in the House of Representatives. Quote, I sincerely apologize for anything that I may have said or done that made her feel uncomfortable. Unquote. Kiyuan told BuzzFeed News. He also said he wanted to, quote, make it clear that I don't recall any of these circumstances, unquote, described in the allegations. House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi, you know how old this is, responded to the allegations against Kiyuan by calling on him to step down. That was a smart thing to do, Ms. Pelosi. Thank you. The House Ethics Committee announced on December 15th that it was opening an investigation into the sexual harassment allegations against Kiyuan. The freshman congressman announced the following day that he would not seek re-election, although he maintained his innocence and stated his commitment to cooperating with the House Ethics Investigation. However, he added, the allegations that have surfaced would be a distraction from a fair and thorough discussion of the issues in a re-election campaign. Therefore, it is in the best interest of my family and my constituents to complete my term in Congress and not seek re-election. Folks, this is going to get real good. I'm going to continue... But as you can see, it's across both aisles of the political fence, both sides. Doesn't matter if it's a Republican or Democrat, 
And when we come back, you're just going to hear more of the hypocrisy from Washington. They don't want to talk about CPS, yet the things that they're doing. I mean, if it was, once again, if it was people like you and I, they would not hesitate. The police would be there. CPS would be there. CPS would be telling these politicians, their significant others, if you want to keep your children, you have to stop seeing him. They would take the children. These guys would be charged with so many counts of sexual assault, child molestation, inappropriate, whatever. And they would be on the registry. Well, when we come back, I'm going to continue and finish this out. And hopefully, other politicians that just got reelected or just got elected, I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm hoping all of you, my listeners, will hold your representatives and your senators and congressmen accountable, even hold the White House accountable. I don't think Joe Biden or Kamala Harris is going to mind you holding them accountable because they talked about family. That's what's important, family. Let's see if they actually back up their words. We'll be back. And we are back. Now, let's see who's else. Who's the next one on deck? Representative Blake Farenthold. Now, this person is from the great state of Texas. He had one accuser. Yeah, he looks like a real winner. Representative Blake Farenthold. Republican of Texas, said on December 14th that he will not seek re-election next year after reports surfaced that he settled a sexual harassment claim made by a former employee in 2014, two sources told NBC News. The news constitutes the first taxpayer-funded settlement of its kind that has been made public so far. The woman who lodged the complaint, Farenhold's former communications director, Lauren Green. I am kidding you not. Lauren Green. Not Adama, who played on Battlestar Galactica. Said the lawmaker engaged in sexual harassment and gender discrimination and created a hostile work environment. Both Farenthold and Green agreed in 2015 to settle out of court. Oh, that was real nice. In other words, hey, just sweep it under the rug. In a closed-door meeting with House Republicans on December 1st, Rep. Greg Harper of Mississippi, the top Republican on the House Administration Committee, said the Office of Compliance made only one settlement for sexual harassment complaints. That settlement was made in the amount of $84,000 since 2012, Harper said in the meeting. 
Two sources familiar with the case told NBC News that it was for Green's complaint against Ferenthold. Politico first reported that Ferenthold was the congressman involved in the settlement. While I 100% support more transparency with respect to claims against members of Congress, I can neither confirm nor deny that settlement involved in my office as the Congressional Accountability Act prohibits me from answering that question, Farenthold said in a statement at the time. On December 14, Farenthold acknowledged that he fostered an unprofessional work environment in a video announced posted to Facebook. I don't know if it's still there, but you can try looking. Quote, I allowed a workplace culture to take root in my office that was too permissive and decidedly unprofessional. It accommodated destructive gossip, offhand comments, off-color jokes, and behavior that was less than professional. I allowed the personal stress of the job to manifest with anger angry outbursts, and too often a failure to treat people with the respect that they deserve. That was wrong, he said. For that situation, I am profoundly sorry. House Speaker Paul Ryan, who met with the lawmaker twice at night on December 13, said the next morning that Ferenthold is making the right decision to retire. But the congressman is still expected to still appear on the ballot in March because the deadline to withdraw from it has passed. Folks, I know you're probably saying, is that all? Unfortunately, no. Representative John Conyers Jr., I think you've heard of this man. Number of accusers, it says multiple. Jeez. You're probably asking yourself, can these guys keep it in their pants? Unfortunately, it looks like not. Representative John Conyers Jr., the longest-serving active congressman and a founder of the Congressional Black Caucus, retired from the House of Representatives on December 5th after multiple allegations of sexual misconduct were lodged against him. Conyers, an 88-year-old Michigan Democrat, made his announcement on a local Detroit radio station while calling in from a nearby hospital. I am retiring today. I want everyone to know how much I appreciate the support, Conyers told Mildred Gaddis, a morning host on Detroit FM radio station Praise 102.7. Conyers announced his retirement after the House Ethics Committee said it was investigating multiple sexual harassment allegations made by former aides. The latest allegations, which surfaced the night before Conyers' announcement, involved former staff Eliza Grubbs claiming that the congressman inappropriately touched her and other women while she worked in his office from 2001 to 2013. Grubbs said Conyers put his hand up her skirt and touched her thighs while they sat next to each other in the front row of a church. That takes guts. She said she responded by jumping up and exclaiming in front of other staff 
other staffers. He just ran his hand up my thigh. In another incident, Grubbs said she immediately ran out of the house after Conyers walked out of his bathroom naked while knowing she was present. Conyers returned home to Detroit the week before he announced his retirement, where he was hospitalized for a stress-related ailment. Oh, wow, I wonder what the stress was all about. In his December 5 radio interview, Conyers denied all allegations against him. Whatever they are, they are not accurate or they're not true. And I think that they, they're something that he said... I can't explain where they came from. You know, when you get in a powerful position like that, obviously with at least the males in Washington, Republican, Democrat, whatever, all of a sudden the blood that goes to the head, the one that's supposed to do the thinking, goes to the other head, if you know what I mean. That's the one that does the thinking. Now, does everybody remember Senator, remember Al Franken from Saturday Night Live? He became a senator. He had eight accusers. Jeez. Hate to tell him, he was not Saturday Night Live and he wasn't one of those like Charlie Sheen that could get away with anything. Senator Al Franklin, Democrat from Minnesota, announced on December 7th that he would resign from the Senate following multiple sexual misconduct allegations and mounting pressure from 35 fellow Democrats to step down from his post. That's saying a lot. And everyone notice it's on December 7th, Pearl Harbor Day? Someone else find that interesting that they're all resigning on that same day back in 2017. Franken was first accused by radio news anchor Lee Ann Tweeden of KABC in Los Angeles of forcibly kissing and groping her in 2006 when they were overseas as part of a USO show. He came at me, put his hand on the back of my head, mashed his lips against mine, and aggressively stuck his tongue in my mouth, she wrote in a blog post. I immediately pushed him away with both of my hands against his chest and told him if he ever did that to me again, I wouldn't be so nice about it the next time, she added. I felt disgusted and violated. The first thing I want to do is apologize to Leanne, to everyone else who was part of that tour, to everyone who has worked for me, to everyone I represent, and to everyone who counts on me to be as an ally and supporter and champion of women. Women, Franklin said in a statement. I don't know about you, but uh, that last part, supporter and champion of women, um, I don't think women, after hearing that, wants him to be a supporter. He's acting more like a jockstrap. Only days later, Lindsay Menz, 33, told CNN in an interview that Franken grabbed her rear when they posed for a photograph together in 2010 at the Minnesota State Fair. Franklin said in a statement to CNN that he felt badly, but did not remember his encounter with Menz. What is it about these guys? I don't think I have to really continue... But I will. On November 22nd, two unidentified women told Huff 
post that Franklin touched their rears inappropriately on the in the past. One of those women said Franklin groped her while they posed for a photo. I've met tens of thousands of people. Look, and Mr. Franklin, if you are listening to this, you know, when you're in a position of authority, you got to watch what you're doing. Just because you were a celebrity on a popular TV show, that doesn't give you the right to be grabbing women. So you're a politician. But what someone told you that was perfectly all right, that you could grab them anywhere they wanted, and anywhere you wanted. Sorry, folks. And it was perfectly all right that nobody would say anything. Folks, the reason I brought this up is this, these are the leaders we have. I bet, like I said, I bet there's more in Washington, on the Republican side, on the Democratic side, even on the independent side. Don't you think it's time that we start asking these people, not just here in the United States, but around the world, if you hear of allegations like that? Maxine Waters had said, you know, confronting Republicans. I say, confront these politicians. If you see them, confront them. If you hear of allegations, confront them. After all, we are their boss, not the other way around. You know, email your senators, your congressmen, your state reps, your governors, your attorney generals. Flood their boxes. Flood their voicemails. Do everything you can. Protest. But do it peacefully. Don't do it like this past... January 6th. We don't want another incident like that. But let your voices be heard. Tell them CPS cannot have your children. Ask for the reform. If they have to tear it all apart and start all over, by all means, let all the countries in the world, let us rise up. Let us finally say in one voice, We're mad as hell, and we're not going to take it anymore. Ms. Stigdon, Governor Holcomb, Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, Charles Schumer. I could go on and on and on. It stops. 2021 is the year it stops. 2021 is the year we obliterate, we destroy, we shred, we we tear it up. CPS apart to the point to where in the future 50, 100 years from now they're going to ask what was this child protective services and we will have it written in the history books child protective services was nothing more and nothing less than a front to steal children for money child sex trafficking folks you just heard that politicians were caught doing it Judges were caught doing it. These are just the ones that got caught. I wouldn't even doubt that my own judge, John M. Marnuka, is part of this. After all, he supports Department of Child Services. If the feds ever investigate them thoroughly, I wonder how complacent 
even he would be. Folks, I keep saying it. It's your family, not the government's. You brought them into this world. They didn't. You raise them the best way you can. As parents, we don't know the answers. But I'll say this. At least we know our children better than the state does. Federal representatives say they can't do anything because it's a state thing. And yet they will reward states for tearing apart children. Well, we got another two years until another election. Let's see what these new people do. And let's see if Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer will hold not just their own people accountable, but the opposing party's people accountable as well. Accusations come out. Punish them. That means forcing their resignation. Let's make 2021 the year of the family. And let's have a better year than we did last year. This is David Shore, Corruption of Child Protective Services.